my brother from Rogers, Arkansas. We appreciate the time that he can be with us and we can visit. So without anything else, I want to introduce to you Brother F.I. Stanley from Rogers, Arkansas. Brother Stanley. I'd like to say a splendid hello to all of you and tell you how glad I am to be here. It's such a privilege to be with my brother and with you. And it's such a privilege always for me to preach. And I wondered why that I loved to preach so, and someone told me, he said, well, wasn't your father a preacher? I said, yes. Said, your mother a woman? I said, yes. Said, we'll talk on. <laughs> so it takes a lot of talk, but talk by itself doesn't accomplish much. But I'm talking to you today about the gospel. And that's all that any preacher of the gospel was ever commissioned to do, was to preach the gospel. Now, Paul said one reason of that in Romans 1 and 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Now you think about the value that he puts upon that. It's not only a power, but it's only power of God to save. But it's qualified to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel has absolutely no strength. It has no blessing to offer, no salvation to give to anyone who is not a believer. And he qualifies that soul that a non-believer is on the other end of the line, so let's read it. When Mark wrote the Great Commission, he said, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, it's free to everybody, every creature, to a lot of people. He that believeth that is baptized shall be saved. He offered salvation here to the believer, but he saw that the gospel had a second purpose. And that second purpose was, He that believeth not shall be damned. Now, what we've done, we failed to impress the thing that the gospel came bringing salvation to the believer, but it came with damnation to the unbeliever. 
people think they can ignore it. But the Bible is now that that same gospel that saves, that same gospel condemns to the eternal hell the man that doesn't believe. Now the gospel's a big thing. I'm reminded of the man that was a preacher. He said he could preach on any subject in the Bible. Well, they kept saying that for several times, and there was a doctor in the audience. And the, old, the doctor said, well, I'll give you a sur uh, subject to preach on. Well, he said, let me have it. Oh, he said, I'll give it t to you tonight when you get in the pulpit. So the preacher got in the pulpit. The doctor handed him a piece of paper with this subject on it and just one word, pills. Now that's what the doctor had handled, that's what he knew about. This preacher looked at that word pills and he thought about what am I going to say? And he said, now my subject is pills. He said, I, I'm acquainted with a lot of different pills. So I've taken a lot of pills, green ones, red ones, white ones, what have you, big ones, little ones. But said, the pill I want to talk to you tonight about is the gospel. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about, and that's what I want to talk to you about, this gospel. And this gospel saves one person and condemn the other person to an eternal hell. And we must see that contrast or we lose the validity and force of what the gospel is. You can't sit and listen to the gospel being preached and ignore it. God said ignore it and you'll burn. And I want you to see now, the trouble with us today in America is that we've forgotten what our job is. It's not just to make people feel good. It's to put the fear of God inside the unbeliever. Not just some of them, but the whole world, everybody. And so we must preach the gospel. Now the gospel's a simple thing. If I had been writing the gospel as a man, I would have prefixed it with more than people could have read. But when you look at our Bible, the entire creation of heaven and earth all of the history for 5,000 years, all the instruction for the church, all the price that was paid through Jesus Christ put in one little volume, and a good reader can read through that in a week.
The brevity of the gospel is nothing was put in our Bible that wasn't needed. And when I talk about preaching the gospel, I preach the whole gospel. Paul said, Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel of Christ. Why? For necessity is laid upon my head. And every gospel preacher must feel the necessity of preaching it. We have removed that necessity from the world and brought it into a closed building. We've inverted the terms of going to all the world and we said, come to us. And then we wonder why we failed and why so many people do not believe. It's because we're not carrying out what the Bible said. How many of you are on the streets in the daytime or at the evening hours? How many of you are holding cottage classes? Now don't you answer? I know. But woe is unto me if I preach up the gospel, for necessity is laid upon me. I want to impress upon each of you that there is a necessity laid upon every believer. The believing of that gospel that saved him, he must understand that he must save others with it. Well, <clears throat> sounds awfully important, but what is that gospel? The gospel, you know, has three things we could do with it. Three things we must do with it. Three individuals command. It comes to the preacher. It comes to every believer. First, he said, you hear it. That means that it puts a demand upon everybody to read this gospel, to go through this gospel, to know every word that the gospel has said. A lot of people never read the Bible through. But the necessity of the gospel that's laid upon man is that we hear that gospel. And there's a second command. Other people hear it. It's easy to make them hear it. But the next one is harder. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The gospel is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. That's the second command of the gospel. We've got to believe it. And then the third one. We must obey it. Paul writing and said, Oh, they've not all obeyed the gospel. 
But God wants not only hearing the gospel, believing the gospel, but he wants obedience to that gospel. You know, that consumes us. You know, that just changes your entire life, your purpose. And Paul said, what? You're not your own. You're bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus, without blemish or spot. We feel like that we own the church. I'm not talking about this congregation. I'm talking about the condition of the churches everywhere. And that's the way Israel felt. In Matthew, the 21st chapter, beginning with verse 33, there's a parable that Jesus gave. He said, here a parable. Certain man planted a vineyard, hedged it about, and led it out to husbandmen. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he said unto them, Men, to receive his fruit. They beat one, they killed another, they stoned the next. And he said, I'll send more important men. He sent them, and they did unto them likewise the same. And so he said, well, I'll send my son. They'll respect him. But when these husbands saw the son, they said, come, this is the heir. Let us kill him and receive the inheritance unto ourselves. There was a hush over the audience. And Jesus turned and said to them, What will the owner of the vineyard do to these wicked men? And they said, He will miserably destroy them and let his vineyard out to other men, yielding him fruit in the new season. And he said, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. And this is the Lord's doing, not man, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Next verse says, And the Pharisees and scribes understood that he spake of them. They would have stoned him, but they feared the people, for they took Jesus for a prophet. What was their fault? They had the law, but they thought it was theirs. They had the temple. They thought it was theirs. They had everything that God had given them, but they thought it was theirs. 
and heart instead of becoming obedience to the gospel. Hear it now. Words of Christ. They became thieves. I told you this was a hard gospel. It's no joke. Christ saw the miserable way that we lived and what we had and where we were going and what the end was. He knew the cost of it. He knew this cost was to strip his son of all his immortality and heavenly attire. Send him down in this small form of a germ. Implanted in the womb of a virgin. To be clothed upon with the body of man. Brought him in poverty. He didn't have riches. Stripped him from his opportunity. He didn't have position. And then put him to do his job in the face of the greatest opposition that ever happened to any person. And sit down in front of all this, do what I sent you here to do, and he did it. It cost him, and he paid it. He not only heard what the Lord said, he believed what the Lord said, and he did what the Lord said. And that's the reason he put the same thing in the gospel for us to do. Now, that gospel, if you know what it is, consists of three facts. When Christ came, he lived among us. Now, the process, number one, you die. He paid the price of death for you and for me. That's what we declared at the Lord's Supper. Where had all men gone? Bible used the expression, he went the way of all men. That just simply meant he died. And that's the fact of the gospel. Christ came and Christ died. And Christ was buried. And if it had stopped there, the whole thing would have been wasted. But the third fact of the gospel is Christ was risen. Christ died, yes. What are you going to do? I'm going to die just like he did. Christ was buried, yes. What are you going to do? I'm going to be buried too.
Anybody could have gone that far. But the Lord said, oh no. The very promise in this gospel, the reason I'm preaching it to you, the reason you believe it is, I'm going to open that grave. While I was in that grave, I opened it. Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down, and I pick it up again of my own self. I have this power given to me of the Father. I have this power given to me today from Jesus Christ. That's the reason I'm preaching the gospel. Not too many days from now, somebody will lay me in the cold, cold earth. And people start talking about me in the past tense. Don't you ever do that to me. <laughs> the man that believes in Jesus Christ is never past tense. any more than Christ was past tense. I believe in that gospel. I believe in that Christ. I believe in the blood that was shed. I believe in the redemption of Christ. And that's only a journey that I'm making through death, just like the journey I'm making through life. That grave that I'll be laid in is as open before I lay in it. It'll be just that open after I lay in it. Because I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Let me tell you, if that gospel won't open that grave and raise me, we ought all to be ashamed of it, right? But because the power of God in believing the gospel, hearing the gospel, obeying the gospel, is a guarantee that that grave that you are laid in will be open. But that's just the beginning of it. Paul said, some men are going to say, how the dead raised up and what body do they come? He said, aren't you getting a little silly? Translated your King James, fool. You don't sow the body, raise the body that you sow. Should you go, go plant a seed, and if seed doesn't come up, another body comes up. That faith that I have, that faith that I've taught, that faith that I've lived, is not simply for now alone. It's for the time that when I'm buried. I know that my body will return to dust. Thus thou art, and thus thou shalt return. But I know more that 
up comes her new body. For this corruption must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. Explain immortality? Yeah. That's what God is. Nothing touches it. Nothing is greater than it is. It has no end of life. It has no pain. It has no hurt. Everything is glory. A gospel that gives you that and we have trouble converting the world to believe the story? Well, that gospel comes way that you can reach out and take a hold of it. Of course, it has three commands. You believe this story. You repent of your past. You turn to God. And you be baptized. As a shadow that you're going through the same pain that Christ went through. Christ came, he lived, he walked with God, he was buried, for without that death, he said, don't you understand that? Someone said, explain it to us. He said, okay, take the seed and it abides alone unless it falls into the ground, then it comes forth and brings forth plenty. This is what every Christian believer, this is what every Christian better believer declares when that he's buried with Christ in baptism. I'm a seed planted. And just as you see that man raised from baptism, that's exactly what that man will do in the resurrection. Why did you pick that, Lord? Well, let me tell you, then the lesson yours. He picked it because Jesus Christ came to earth. He was called the Son of Man. But yet, he lived. He died. He was buried. And he was raised. Now what? The Bible said, declared to be the Son of God, according to the Spirit of Holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. That made him a Son of God. We follow him in whatever he did to become the Son of God, for us to become the sons of God. Someone said, oh, I don't believe that. Yeah, you don't believe the gospel now, do you? That's the first thing. Believe it. 
And that's what I'm preaching to you today. Now then, don't you know if we'll just proclaim this to the world, if we'll get excited about preaching, if we'll get excited about dead creatures, if we'll get excited about dead resurrection, get excited about going to heaven, we can excite the world, but we can't excite the world until first we get excited. Are you? Are you a believer? You love Christ? Maybe you've been negligent. You'd like to renew your faith. Maybe you're here for the first time. And are members of God's body. What a privilege to say, come, God will accept you. But that's exactly what we're saying at this time. Now, come, God will accept you and make you one of his children. Guarantee you life here and resurrection from the dead, eternal life of the world to come. Won't you come? All together we stand and sing.